Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, one of the most frustrating conversations I have is when someone calls our company looking for long-term care insurance for a loved one who is already receiving care. Usually the call is coming from someone who is desperate. They have a spouse or a parent who is in a long-term care situation. They are up to their eyeballs in paperwork and bills. They're learning new definitions like acute care, chronic care, custodial care, unnecessary services and supplies, terms like non-covered items and services, bundled services. And one of my favorite terms, hospital furnished services that, based on the patient's condition, could have been furnished in a lower cost setting. Another term, evaluation and management services exceeding those considered medically reasonable and necessary. Excessive therapy or diagnosis pr- diagnostic procedures. Unnecessary services based on the diagnosis of the patient. Okay. People, they, they're forced to learn these new terms and definitions as the bills are stacking up for their loved one. And what they are really learning is what is not covered by Medicare. Now, these callers are often just mentally and physically exhausted from their new role as the caregiver, and they're looking for relief. And now that they're calling me, they're, 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 they're reaching out, they're desperate, because more than anything, they're looking for two things. Number one, someone else to step in and pay for the high cost of the long-term care that their loved one needs. And number two, someone to help relieve them of the burden of managing and providing that care. And I sadly, I, I, I can't help these people out. And I tell you, that's what's so frustrating about these calls. There are no options at this point. And you would be surprised at the number of people who actually find this out too late. You know, the house is already on fire, and now they're calling the insurance agent saying, hey, I think I need to get some insurance because my house is on fire. It, it just doesn't work that way. And I will tell you, many of them, or, or, or really I should phrase that as most, most people that are calling me in this situation have never given long-term care planning a second thought. They assume that their loved one was covered under insurance, or somehow, somewhere, There has to be a government program that is going to help them pay for the care that their loved one needs. In fact, in a national survey that was done a few years ago, nearly two out of three respondents surveyed thought that Obamacare covered long-term care insurance or long-term care services. I mean, think about that. Two out of three people thinking Obamacare just really covers long-term care service. That's why... You know, that's why we get so many of these calls, because as a general rule, people are just uneducated on, on, on what long-term care is and how it works. So today, I want to spend a little time discussing Medicare and also Medicaid so that you will understand these are the two big government programs out there that a lot of people assume are going to play a role in long-term care, and some of them do. So I want to talk about these today, and we're going to go over, you know, what they do, what their role is, and what they really do for people in long-term care situations. So number one, let's start with Medicare. Medicare is a federal health insurance program for people that are 65 and older, and for some young, younger people that have disabilities. So if you're disabled, you know, you're under 65, you're disabled, you will be on Medicare as well too. There's some Medicare benefits there. Medicare is for acute care, which is active, short-term treatment for severe injury or episodes related to illness, an urgent medical condition, or recovery from surgery. That's what Medicare pays for. I like to think of it as insurance for a condition or illness that you are going to recover from. That is the key. Now, what does it not do? Medicare does not pay for long-term care services. Long-term care is defined as a chronic condition that is expected to last 90 days or more. 
And by the way, when I'm talking about Medicare from a health insurance point of view, understand that this is for people that are age 65 and older. So this is our health insurance during our retirement years. Now, again, it does not pay for long-term care, but wait a second. If you read the fine print, Medicare says in there it will pay for 100 days of long-term care services or, 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 or 100 days of skilled nursing services. That's what the fine print says. So actually think about this for a second. I have heard this said many times before, but Brian, Medicare pays for the first 100 days of long-term care services. It, it, no, it does not. It will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing. And this is a false premise that it pays for the first 100 days. I've, I've heard it said by CPAs. I've heard, heard it said by attorneys. I've heard it said by financial advisors. I've heard it said by really a lot of smart people that really haven't looked into the fine print. Medicare says it'll pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing over your lifetime, but there is a catch. Only the first 20 days are covered without a deductible. Days 21 through 100 require a $185 a day deductible. So that's about $5,500 a month if you're doing the math. And to get that care, it has to be medically necessary or considered necessary by your doctor. So you don't get to just pull out your Medicare card and say, hey, I need you to pay for the first 100 days of skilled nursing. Your doctor has to send you there or the doctor has to think that care is, is necessary for you to be, you know, for you to heal up. Now, remember, skilled care is care that requires medical professionals. Long-term care situations overwhelmingly require non-medical care or what we call custodial care. Now, very few people will ever see the 100 days of skilled nursing from Medicare. Um, you know, think of maybe somebody like a, a, a somebody that has severe burns over their body. They're going to end up in that skilled nursing center for the 100 days. They would get that. They would need that. But, you know, when someone like my, my friend's father has a stroke, they're going to take him to the emergency room. They're going to keep him there for a few days. They're going to put him in the nursing home for, you know, 10 days or two weeks. But once you plateau, then you're on your own. And that's where Medicare says, no, you, you don't need a skilled nurse anymore. You need somebody to help you get out of bed and dress you and bathe you and feed you. That's the difference. So, you know, the, the, the difference there where people are think are confused is thinking like, well, Medicare is going to pay for that first 100 days of skilled nursing. Well, that's not what a long-term care journey is. For most people, that is not where you start. Most people need custodial care. They start out in their home. So here's what Medicare says. This is right off of the Centers for Medicare and Medicare Services website, by the way. Medicare fee-for-service doesn't cover custodial care in the patient's home or an institution. It does not cover care in a patient's home or an institution. Custodial care is the personal care that is requires that requires no trained medical or paramedical personnel continuing attention. Otherwise, you don't need this ongoing help from a doctor or from a nurse or from a trained medical professional. Okay, and it serves the individual in activities of daily living. They're talking about what custodial care is, and so they're saying that. These activities of daily living are walking, getting in and out of bed, bathing, dressing, feeding, using the toilet, preparing a special diet, supervising normally self-administered medication. So again, Medicare doesn't pay for that. They're saying these are custodial services that we are not going to pay for. Now, there are people that are going to call me looking for help for their loved ones because they are doing all these things for their loved ones. They're helping them get in and out of bed. They're bathing them. They're dressing them. They're preparing meals. They're, they're managing their medication. They're, 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 they're going through this day in and day out. This is what the custodial care is. And Medicare says we will not pay for it. But here's what you need to take away on this. Long-term care is not medical in nature. It may be caused by a medical event such as a stroke or a diagnosis such as cancer or Alzheimer's. But then care needed is not medically necessary care. That's the difference. Instead, long-term care services and supports provide the help we need when our health is compromised to a point where we can no longer take care of ourselves. This can be from a physical or a cognitive impairment. Individuals in long-term care situations are not sick in the traditional medical sense. They do, however, require assistance to perform the activities of daily living or they need supervision due to a cognitive impairment. Therefore, Medicare, our health insurance for acute care during our retirement years, provides little 
or no value when it comes to funding and managing an extended healthcare situation, what we call long-term care. It's up to us. So what about Medicaid, the other government program? This is often confused with Medicare, and I'm going to dive into that next. But first, I want to take a quick break. So stick around when we come back. Let's find out what Medicaid is, what it does, and will it cover long-term care costs for you? We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Saturday, November 13th at 10 a.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you. Plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar Saturday, November 13th at 10 a.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Hey, welcome back. You just heard a couple of ads there for some upcoming classes that we have in November. And that first class is going to be Saturday the 13th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And again, Wednesday the 17th at 3 in the afternoon Pacific Time, 4 in the afternoon Mountain Time. And again, you're going to hear us promoting these classes. These are live webinar classes. I used to do those live before COVID hit, and now we've just moved it over to the webinar. And it's actually worked out really well. Uh, Allows a lot more people to get on these classes without doing the driving and all those things. But we cover the same material, what long-term care is, what it pays for. Um, And even go over some of the the options, you know, the traditional plans versus these new asset-based plans. So again, Two classes coming up in November. They're free. We'll even send you a guide to long-term care planning. That's a book that we put together, and we can send it out to you in a PDF format, or I can actually put a stamp on one and send it out to you. We don't sell that book or give it away. It's just kind of going to go out to the people that are taking you know, the initial step. And be, I always tell people, be your own advocate. Start your own education process. Don't let somebody go out there and sell you something. Find out what long-term care is. Find out what your options are so that you can have a meaningful discussion. That's what the class does, and that's what that book is really designed to do. So to start the show, you know, I was telling you one of the most frustrating calls I get is when people call up and they have a loved one that's already receiving care, and they're looking for long-term care insurance, and it doesn't work that way. And the real reason why they're calling us is because they just found out, number one, that, you know, Medicare does not pay for that care. And in fact, even your traditional insurance, if you're under 65, does not pay for long-term care services. So that's where people really are hitting that wall and they're saying, gosh, we would love to get some help here, but it's too late. So we know that Medicare, we just talked about that in the first segment, Medicare does not pay for long-term care. Medicare is your acute care for retirement. 
But what about Medicaid? Medicaid and Medicare are terms that often get confused. And so let's discuss what Medicaid is. Medicaid provides health coverage for millions of Americans, including eligible low-income adults, children, pregnant women, elderly adults, and people with disabilities. Medicaid is administered by the states according to federal requirements. The program is funded jointly by the states and the federal government. So Medicaid, the costs of Medicaid are split between the states and the federal government. Currently, 75 million people are covered by Medicaid. And if you add in CHIP, which is Children's Health Insurance Program, just think of that as a subdivision of Medicaid, that pushes that number up to 82 million people in this country that are covered by Medicaid. Now think about that. That's about one in four people. You're walking down the street, one, two, three, Medicaid, one, two, three, Medicaid, one, two, three, Medicaid. So you can see why this budget is just blowing up. In terms of Medicaid, we used to think of it as the safety net program to pay for long-term care services for the elderly which it still does. It's the largest payer of nursing homes in this country. However, due to the expansion under Obamacare, 46% of the Medicaid budget today is used to pay for health care insurance through payments to Medicaid-managed care organizations, what they call MCOs. Okay, that's for those 82 million people I was talking about. So that's 46% of the budget for Medicaid. Now, over half of Medicaid's budget goes to the elderly and the disabled people, even though that only makes up about 21% of the enrollees. It takes up over half of the Medicaid budget. Number one, they pay 13% goes to the home health and personal care. 7% of their budget goes to nursing homes, which again, by the way, by far, Medicaid is the largest payer of nursing homes in this country. Okay, skilled nursing, that's it, Medicaid. So 7% to nursing homes, 13% for home and health, personal care, and about 3% of their budget goes to other managed care. And by the way, Medicaid spends over $560 billion a year. So that's, it's a, that's, that's a lot of pennies when you add them up. Okay, but let's move past what they are spending on their, their, their health insurance at 46% and focus really on what we're talking about here for that over 50% of the budget that Medicaid covers. Um, and by the way, Medicaid for the health insurance, that, that, that first 46% of the budget, those 82 million people, that was expanded under Obamacare. And really what it's called is, you know, in Colorado, it's called Health First Colorado. In Washington, it's called Apple Health. In California, it's called Medi-Cal. <clears throat> Regardless of what you call it, it's the Medicaid program. So each state, again, because the states are going to run this, governed by the federal government, and they're going to split the cost. But it's all Medicaid. That's what we're really talking about. But again, let's get past that. That's your health insurance part of it. Let's focus on what we think of Medicaid for, or a lot of people do in retirement, and that's long-term care services. So Medicaid has always had the reputation of warehousing recipients in nursing homes. You know, the family would take care of someone as long as they could until their money ran out, and then they would call for help for Medicaid, and Medicaid in most cases would place that individual that needed care in some kind of facility. Most of the time, it was a Medicaid nursing home. Over the last decade or so, Medicaid has really made a push to provide more services in the home, keeping people in their community, and not warehousing them in the, in the nursing homes like they used to. However, there is a catch to receiving care in your home, and it is a big one. In order to receive long-term care services in your home, you either need very limited amounts of care, so that means you know someone can just come in and check on you maybe once a day for an hour, or you have to have a family member that is providing that care, the majority of the care. Medicaid does not provide 24-hour home health care, not even close. And in fact, in Washington state, about the maximum, I was talking to, to a person from the, the um, DSHS and that sees over uh, Medicaid. They're saying about the maximum you're going to get in Washington state out of Medicaid is 96 hours, which breaks down to about three hours a day. And again, that would be for somebody that um, w- would be hard to place in a facility. Let me just define it that way. So think of it, an example would be, an adult male who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but he's still physically fit. He's very hard to place in a facility because he can still get up and walk out the door and, you know, push the nurses aside and go. So, so those are the cases. That's the maximum you're going to get. But most people will just get a few hours a week. 
And to stay in your home, it's going to depend greatly on you having the support from family members to provide the care. If you don't have that support, you're going to a facility. That's just the bottom line, which is a nice way to say nursing home. There are some assisted living facilities and some adult family homes that will accept Medicaid. But again, most of those now have gone to, we will accept Medicaid if you private pay or you self-pay for a year or two years or three years. We're starting to see those numbers go up saying, hey, you pay for our costs for the first three years, and then if you run out of money, we'll accept Medicaid. So there are some facilities that do that. But as a general rule, there's very few. Most, most of the Medicaid facilities are what we call nursing homes. Now, what many people just don't understand about Medicaid is when, when you go into the Medicaid system, you become a ward of the state. And you are the responsibility of the state and under their control. Now, without the support of caregivers, with the physical and the mental ability to care for you, your home becomes an unsafe environment. Medicaid doesn't want that liability, which is why they are going to take you out of your house and they're going to put you in a facility where they can have somebody seen over you 24-7. And so that's what people don't understand about Medicaid. They're not going to come in and provide that care for you in your home. And the bottom line is Medicaid does pay for long-term care services. So that's what we're talking about. Medicaid is a huge payer of long-term care services in this country. And their budget is increasing every year as the demand from the baby boomers, as the baby boomers are coming on board, getting older and older and aren't prepared, they are seeking out these services from Medicaid. So that budget for Medicaid is growing. So how do you get Medicaid dollars? Well, there's, it's simple. There's no other way to say this. You will be broke. That's the only way you're going to get Medicaid. Medicaid is a safety net program in this country. Okay. Not only will you burn through your income or your assets, you will turn your income over and you will become a ward of the state, meaning the state will decide what services you get and where. And did you catch the part about income? You, you turn your income over. What people forget about this is when you apply for Medicaid, you've already spent your assets down, but now your income is going to go first to pay for your care. So remember, you're already broke, meaning less than $2,000 of liquid assets because you had to spend that down to qualify for Medicaid. And now you're going to turn that income over your pension, your social security. And I think Medicaid gives you about $60, 57, 61, somewhere in there for personal care. Now, can you just give your assets away? If you're setting on money and assets and real estate, can you just give them away to your family and then get Medicaid? No, that's the problem, right? There's a five-year look back. And so they're looking back at your assets and how you spent your money the last five years. And if you gave any of those assets away or gave any of that money away to family members, they're going to claw back and that's going to disqualify you for Medicaid. You're going to end up having to pay. That's what they call their penalty stage, basically. So in a nutshell, those that are on Medicaid are already broke and you have no other resources to pay for care. That's what Medicaid is. It is a safety net program. Now, if you're single and you own a home, Medicaid's going to put a lien on that house. And when you pass away, they're going to come back and they're going to try to recapture any money that they paid out on your behalf. If you're married, the rules are a little bit different. Your community spouse can keep the house, they can keep a car, and they can keep a limited amount of assets. And like in our state, like in Washington State, for instance, if your housing expense is over $600 a month, which everybody is just because of taxes and utilities, and you make less than $3,000 a month of income, you can keep some of your spouse's income to get you up to that. But still, you, you, you would be capped at you know $2,900 of income. So again, the rules for Medicaid are very, very strict. Now, think about those frustrating calls that I get from people that are just, they're, they're looking for help for their loved one. They're watching their loved one burn through their savings in a long-term care situation. They're looking for help because they found out that Medicare does not pay for long-term care and to get help from Medicaid, they have to go broke. That's a tough spot to be in. And that's what we get. And, you know, a lot of people have looked at this and they, they think, oh my gosh, what do we do? And really folks, there is no magic way. You cannot legally plan out of, a, uh, you know, to, to get Medicaid and protect your assets either. That's a fallacy that I've heard out there as well too. And I've watched a lot of people go through that. So Bottom line, Medicare is not going to pay for the long-term care. Medicaid is not going to pay unless you're already broke. It's up to you. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to introduce you to James, who is 66, Leanne, who is 64, show you how we're going to keep them off the government rolls by putting a long-term care plan in place. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 
525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. Hey, welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So, um, again, we are talking today on the show. If you missed it, you can always get the, the first half. You can always grab our podcast on our website at 525longtermcare.com. But really what we're talking about is the role of government in uh, for long-term care services. So, again, Medicare is for your health insurance, your acute care. They are not going to pay for long-term care services. Medicaid is the last resort. That is going to pay when you are broke. You have to qualify for Medicaid. So you have to prove the need for care and the need financially, meaning you don't have the resources to pay for any of your care. And then also the VA out there, by the way, folks, any of the veterans that are out there listening, the veteran is a lot like Medicaid. It is a means-tested program. They do have some different carve-outs on income and aids and attendance for people that serve during active wartime. But again, it is extremely limited. Again, I grew up in Monta Vista, Colorado. Right down the road from me was the Home Lake Veterans Center. That's the first VA Veterans Center built in the state of Colorado. And... I used to live down there. I used to sell a great newspaper and ride my bike all over and sell Christmas cards. They had all these cottages on the outside, and then they went all the way up to skilled nursing. But the thing is, to get in there, it was means-tested, meaning income. So they, 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 you know, you had to turn your income over your assets, and you had to qualify to get in there. And so that's the VA works similar to Medicaid. So bottom line is you just have to understand the government programs are not going to help you unless you're broke. And that's the problem this country is facing right now. And a lot of people are finding that out when a loved one is in care and they're just seeing the bills pile up and they're like, oh my gosh, everything we've worked hard for is at risk right now. So how do you avoid that? Getting long-term care insurance. This week, I want to introduce you to James and Leanne. James, again, is 66. Leanne is 64. They are retired, looking forward to a nice long retirement. They have three grown children, seven grandchildren spread out all over the country. So travel is in their future. That's one of the big things that they really want to do is travel around the country, see their kids, see their family, and just really enjoy their their golden years. Um, their concerns when they came to us, um, what was compelling about them was that Leanne watched both of her parents go through long-term care. Her dad had a stroke and needed care for almost four years before he passed away. And then her mother right now is currently in an assisted living facility. Physically, she is kind of broken down from being a caregiver for her dad. But she said she's also now suffering from Alzheimer's. She's got cognitive diagnosis as well, too. So she is in an assisted living facility. Um, Leanne has two brothers and a sister, and they've all been involved in this with their family for years. So they've seen it firsthand. And the the hardest thing for them right now is, is Leanne said, we just got through selling the family home. She said, we, we had to raise funds to pay for mom. We don't know how much longer she's going to need it. We watched mom and dad basically burn through a very nice re- nest egg. They, they, they have hopes and dreams for retirement, hopes and dreams for estate, leaving the house and all that, but they ended up having to sell the family home. And she said that was just gut-wrenching for all the siblings, but it was something that you know, they realized they had to do because mom needed that money for care. And again, when you're the last one standing, you can apply for Medicaid, but Medicaid's going to come back in and slap a lien on that property anyway and recapture. So, And then also when you're on Medicaid, the difference is Medicaid is going to dictate where you go. The, you, you don't get to place mom in the facility that you want to. Medicaid is going to put mom in the facility that they, they want to put them in, which is not going to be near as nice. So again, this was a big concern for Leanne when, when she came to us. Um, Living through this, Leanne just said, look, I, I just want to make sure that my kids don't have to go through this. She goes, J- just the, 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 the constant bickering between the siblings. She said selling the house was a nightmare because, you know, two of her siblings wanted to keep it. Two of them wanted to sell it. And at the end of the day, it, they ended up having to sell it. And nobody was really happy with the result. Everybody is involved arguing over what they're going to do with mom. Maybe we keep her in the house. We try to bring in care. She said it was just it's just been a nightmare for the last few years. Now, Jim was going through this too. He, he, you know, he's watching his wife go through this, watching his family go through this. And he thought, gosh, you know, what if something happens to me? What if I have a stroke like my wife's father did and I end up burning through a bunch of money and I leave Leanne and the kids to deal with it? I don't want to do that. So again, this was their main concern. And I will tell you, most of my clients, um, I would say probably three out of four of them have some experience. They've watched it. 
Because when you've watched a family member go through a long-term care situation and you really understand that it's not just a money proposition, that there's all kinds of issues that are going on, those are the people that, are, that, that, that come in or really are looking to find a way to plan for this and to mitigate all those consequences. You know, Jim was also worried that if he passed away, his pension would be gone. So he had a pension that would not carry over to Leanne when he, would, he passed away. So he wanted to make sure that Leanne had the resources to pay for a care journey if she needed to without being in the same position of having to sell the house and drain every, every dollar that they had. So when we started talking with him, here's what I found out about him. Both of them were in pretty good shape. Again, we always start with a pre-screen at 525 Advisors, and that's just tell us about your health and your medications and things that we need to know about you to find out what options we had. So we had some pretty good options for him. They were both in pretty good shape. Um, their income was consistent. Again, Social Security, Jim's pension. Um, Jim was actually going to wait until he was 70 to get his Social Security um, but um, Leanne was going to go ahead and start taking hers at 66. So they had a pretty good steady stream of income. They had a nice split on their assets between retirement accounts, some small investments, and then some cash and savings. And again, um, their their home was paid for. Um, they felt they were in pretty good shape. And so again, these are the people when we're setting down from as, as a retirement planning specialist and you're sitting in there and you're looking at them, you're saying, okay, if we take X amount out, you got your house paid for, we're, we're on your budget. I was talking about the budget last week on the radio. You start with the budget, you do this, this, this. Okay, we should be okay. But now you throw in that wild card. What happens if one of you end up in long-term care? What if both of you end up in long-term care? You know, How are we going to pay for that care? So that's kind of where they're at. They felt they were in pretty good shape outside of a long-term care journey. So that's what they were coming in to see us for. So when I asked them about the features on long-term care insurance, um, they both agreed. They had been to one of my classes, and they said, we really like the idea of lifetime benefits. And that just simply means they will never run out of that long-term care insurance. Once you trigger a claim, it will, you will never exhaust that benefit. They both want to be covered. They would like to have money paid back to the estate if they don't trigger their long-term care. So again, that's what these asset-based plans do. If I don't use my long-term care insurance, I get lucky. Well, my money wasn't wasted. I'm going to that money's going to go back to the estate or some of that money's going to go back. Leanne was really interested in the in the services on claim. The you know, I talk all the time about the concierge claim support. That's what I have. That's a um <clears throat> where they actually assign somebody to you and your family and help you manage your care situation, help you with the paperwork from the doctor and care coordination and case management. Living through that with her parents, she said, "Gosh, that is really one of her top priorities. She wanted that support." so that her kids weren't sitting there dealing with, you know, the Medicare paperwork and, and dealing with a facility or the doctors or all those things that are going on. So next we sat down, we discussed funding options and we looked at them. We, as I said, okay, you, you guys are healthy enough. We can do a pay over time, like five years or 10 years, or you can do a lump sum. We can use retirement accounts. How do you want to fund one of these plans? And basically, since they were young enough, they did not want to touch their retirement accounts. Because again, if we take a lump sum out of retirement, we can spread the taxes out over 10 years, but you are getting a distribution every year for the next 10 years. And they had savings and they had other investments. And so what they really thought that would be an ideal situation for them was to pay it maybe out of the savings or other investments and ideally leave their retirement accounts alone because they're not going to have to take withdrawals on that until 72, <clears throat> actually 73 by the time they get there. Um and they just sold the rental property, and so they were setting on some cash. And they weren't going to put that money back in the market. So they said, ideally, we would like to maybe do that. We would like to maybe avoid payments if we can, just reposition some of this cash that we got out of selling this real estate and use that to set up a plan if we can. So what did we do? That's what we did. We sat down, and we just checked all the boxes with them. We, we created a joint plan with lifetime benefits, a return of premium if they don't use it, and what I consider the best claim support in the country. And, and, and I'll tell you folks, it's the plan that I have myself. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, these, these, this service, the concierge service is just fantastic. And so here's how we set up their plan. We took a single deposit from their savings of $275,000. Now, again, this was liquid assets that they had setting on the sidelines. They had sold a property. This was money that they weren't really planning on using for living expenses or anything else. They weren't going to buy another property. And so this was, you know, a part of that cash savings bucket that they had. So we took that 275 and we deposited it with the insurance company. Now here's what it did for them. It gave each of them, both Jim and Leanne, $96,671 a year 
of tax-free long-term care insurance. Okay, that breaks down to $8,056. The reason why we're coming up with odd numbers like that is because what we did is we started with how much do we want to put into the plan, and they came up with a figure of 275 so we get these odd monthly benefits. Or you could work backwards and say, I want $8,000 a month, $96,000 a year of benefit. Well, then that would be, say, you know, $273,412. It's, it's just the way we design the plan. So don't get caught up in those numbers. But the bottom line, each of them have $96,000 a year of tax-free long-term care insurance coming in for as long as they need it. I mean, think about that. If they were both on claim, that's $16,000 a month coming in to their family to pay for care and manage their care, protecting their assets. So when I talk about these joint plans, we are not splitting that monthly benefit. Each individual is is entitled to that full monthly benefit, even if both of them are on claim. So $16,000 a month for life, that's their long-term care benefit. They will never, ever run out of that benefit. And the other great thing I love about these joint plans like this with lifetime benefits is if one person goes on claim and uses it for 10 years, it has no bearing on the other person. The other person can come on claim later and they still have an unlimited lifetime benefit of long-term care as well too. Now, if they don't use their policy, they're going to get $268,531 paid back to the estate. So they put in two seventy-five. So you're saying, well, that's about $6,500 difference. Yes, that's okay. So, so they're going to get $6,500 back if they don't trigger their plan or if they use less than two sixty-eight, they're going to get that difference paid back to the estate. Now, the reason why they're not getting 100% of that money back is because of their age. If they were both, say, 65 or 64, then they would maybe get 280 back. So that's the, the age is where we're starting to see that. Once we're at 70, you can tweak this policy. We could lower the long-term care benefit if we wanted to and increase that death benefit, but that doesn't make sense. We're not buying this for the life insurance. That life insurance portion there is to say, if you get lucky and you don't use it, your money wasn't wasted. However, if you need long-term care now, you have an unlimited long-term care. We're insuring both ends of the spectrum. So what we want to do is get the maximum long-term care insurance because a married couple like this, it's a 92% chance that they will use this for long-term care. And when we start using the long-term care, what you're doing is you're spending down that death benefit. So again, these asset-based plans, Jim and Leanne could just keep that 275 in the bank, right? And they could get their half a percent interest and, and hope that interest rates go up and they would have $275,000 of money. Or by repositioning that money with the insurance company, that 275 is still there. It's 268 now. That's still their money. But guess what? If they need long-term care, now they have $16,000 a month for an unlimited amount of time, over $180,000 a year of long-term care insurance, $192,000 a year actually for unlimited amount of time. So that's why you get it. You got that leverage, you got the protection, you got the tax benefits. And the other great features about this plan, concierge claim service. That means that when one of them go on claim, they are going to be assigned somebody. Someone's going to be assigned to that family member to help them and their family get their plan of care from the doctor get the care coordination lined up, just be someone there to call and answer questions. They're going to take care of it. So that's what I have on my own personal plan. They also get a caregiver training benefit. So think about what Leanne went through with her parents. She's saying, gosh, you know, all the kids were involved. Well, what this plan will do is say, we'll give you two times that monthly benefit or $16,000 to pay for caregiving training, meaning I need to take a class on Alzheimer's so I can help out mom or dad or I need to take a class on medication management so I can help out mom or dad. They will pay for that. They will also pay $16,000 to, to them for home improvement and medical equipment. So that is going to be, you know, I have an event, I have a stroke, I end up going to rehab in the nursing home for two months and then I want to come home, I need a wheelchair ramp, I need some grab handles, I need to pull some carpet up because I'm using a walker. Uh, maybe I need an adjustable bed or an intravenous pump or a stair lift. It doesn't matter. They will allow you $16,000 to improve your home and buy medical equipment to make your home a safe environment for your journey. So that's another great benefit about this plan. And you also have a zero-day waiting period for home health care. So that means if if I go on claim today, I can start getting benefits tomorrow if I'm receiving that care in my own home. So <clears throat> what did this do for James and Leanne? I mean, just go down their concerns. Not being a burden on their family. They know they've got an 800 number they can call. They've got a concierge-level claim support that's going to help guide them and help them get the care that they need and help them understand where to get that care and how to find that right care. 
Um, they're not going to burn through their assets. They, they know now they've got, you know, up to $16,000 a month tax-free coming in that will never be counted as income. And if Jim passes away, that's what he's worried about, and he loses his pension. What he understands now is that Leanne, should she ever need a care situation, she's got an extra $96,000 a year for the rest of her life that is going to come in. So it just gives him a really, really good peace of mind knowing that, hey, we hope we don't end up in an event, but living through it like Leanne did, watching her parents go through it, they know that the odds are stacked against them. And should that happen to us, we are not going to be a burden on our family we're not going to watch our estate be whittled down. We're not going to watch our kids be forced to sell the family home to pay for our care because now we've got a plan. And, folks, that's why I just love designing these plans. I mean, it's just a wonderful win-win. It not only protects Leanne and Jim, going to help them get the care they deserve, but it's going to protect their family, their kids, their grandkids, and keep them from having to worry about that. So. Um, let's take a quick break here. It's going to be a final break of the show. And when I come back, I want to give you a little bit of insight on what's going on out here in Washington and what other states, including Colorado, needs to know about this long-term care bill that was passed out here. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Saturday, November 13th at 10 a.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you. Plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar Saturday, November 13th at 10 a.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back in. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. We have got, again, two classes coming up next month. It's just a great way to start. You're always going to hear us on Long-Term Care Radio talking about joining us for a class. You know, I started this firm because I realized uh, after going out and trying to get a plan for my mom years ago, just what a gap there is in education out there it, it, in all areas. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of the advisors, too. So we've really dedicated um, our business to starting with education. We want to educate the public about what long-term care is, how it works, what you need to understand. And then through these webinars, we're just going to kind of sum it up in a nice little tidy package in about an hour of you know what it is, what it pays for, what your options are, get you that book so that you can kind of wrap your mind around some of these options, especially these new options. You're going to hear me talk about these these asset-based plans that pay you back because I think, you know, all of us, I, I would insure everything in my life this way if I could. If I could insure my house, in fact, I'm just in the process of changing homeowner's insurance. 
and car insurance because Washington State said, hey, well, by the way, you can't use credit scores anymore to give discounts. And so they've had to remove all those discounts. And so now everybody's juggling, trying to keep their insurance from going up 40%. And you look at it and you say, gosh, I'm paying all this money. What if my house never burns down? I'd be happy to get half of that money back, right? So that's what these asset-based plans do. But um, again, so that's why we'd say come to a class, sign up. At 525longtermcare.com. We got them coming up on um, Saturday the 13th and Wednesday the 17th. Um, two classes. They're both the same class. So if you can't make one, the other one's going to be exactly the same. But it's a great way to get started. So um started the show talking about how frustrated it is when we get those calls from people that need help for a loved one. And they just, you know, they're just desperate. And they're finding out that Medicare doesn't do anything. And, oh, yeah, to qualify for Medicaid, you got to spend your $700,000 of assets down and pay for care. And it's very frustrating for people. But what we need to understand is that the states all across this country are facing a big problem with Medicaid. Most people have not planned for long-term care. And those that have saved and done really well in retirement by being frugal and saving and investing, well, they're facing another issue. Because they realize now that the cost of care is super expensive and there is no way to mitigate that cost unless you have a long-term care plan. And so it's happening at both sides. And so the people that don't have any assets or or, or meaningful income to pay for care, they're just going to go straight to Medicaid. And we've got this, what they call the silver tsunami, all these baby boomers going through. So states are starting to see their budget, that that line item on their budget, grow year after year for Medicaid costs. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to put a Band-Aid on it and figure out how to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And that's what Washington State did when they passed this long-term care bill out here, which is basically a payroll tax that's going to fund a trust fund. And then if you can qualify for their benefits, it's up to $100 a day. And I'm not going to get into all the flaws of the benefit. that I, We could spend the whole show talking about that, and it's, it's a moot point. It is what it is. The law is passed. People are going to be taxed, and the only way they can get out of it is if they have existing long-term care insurance or they're self-employed. But why did the state do this? Well, Washington State is one of many states that are looking at this. Washington State just finally pulled the trigger and said, we're going to do it. You know, and the, the, the people out here, the citizens in Washington State voted this thing down twice. They said, no, we don't want this. But, yeah, that's the way it is out here. You know, we're, we're, the voters in Washington State aren't smart enough to understand what they're voting on. So the politicians go ahead and just, you know, do what needs to be done and pass these bills. That's, that's their theory. But if you're living in other states, I'm going to tell you, I just got off a national webinar yesterday, and there are 12 other states that are looking at doing something very similar to Washington State. California, Oregon, Hawaii, Michigan, Alaska, Illinois, Minnesota, Missouri, Colorado, New York, uh, North Carolina, Utah. So all of these states are doing the same thing. They're looking at this saying, okay, we need to find some way to come in and mitigate the bleeding on Medicaid. Because again, the states split that cost with the federal government. Now, Washington State and their brilliance is just... (laughs) You know, they're not really trying to save the federal government any money. They're going to tax all of us. And then if they give us that $100 a day for a year, which is the maximum benefit, $36,000, they're going to go to the federal government and say, oh, yeah, Uncle Sam, you owe Washington State $18,000 because we split the cost on Medicaid. And if we didn't have this program, they would have been on Medicaid anyway. So you owe us that 18000 I mean, I'm, I'm not being facetious on this. That's really what they're doing. So what you need to know out there, I'm just telling you folks that, This is the warning shot that's going to spread across the country. Even the federal government, there's four different programs at the federal government that have been discussed on how to set up some kind of federal long-term care type of plan or bring some more money in to pay for Medicaid because that's really what's happening. We're starting to see with the silver tsunami. Remember, we got all those baby boomers, 10,000 a day turning 65. Well, now we got 10,000 a day turning 75. It's a 16-year span. So that's that silver tsunami, and they are really going to tax the system. The federal government's not prepared for it. The state's not prepared for it. So for you, what we're hearing, the rumor is that Washington State said from May to November, you have that window to go out and get a private long-term care insurance plan. If you do, you can opt out of the tax. Well, guess what? The other states watched what happened. It really shut down the long-term care system across. It just plugged it up across the country. Washington State did with 7 million people. 
California's got 40 million people. So when California, if they did the same thing, it would be a nightmare for the insurance carriers. They just wouldn't be able to handle that demand. So what a lot of states are simply looking at saying, you know what, we're not even going to give an opt-out window. We're going to pass this law, and guess what? If you don't have long-term care insurance, you're going to be in the tax. There's 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 no opt-out provision at all after that. So I would just, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to bring awareness out there. I'm not trying to scare any, but I just tell you, state after state, mark my words, is going to start doing something very similar. They're going to start raising taxes and they're going to say you are either in, you're, you're in this long-term care plan or you can opt out if you have long-term care insurance. I think the downside is that some of the states that are going to do this are not going to give you that window to get long-term care insurance. So you really need to start thinking about this and planning because remember, long-term care insurance, the private insurance, there's a lot of options out there when you're young and you're healthy. But if you get in the state tax like we have out there, that's a tax on all your wages moving forward. And if you move out of the state, you don't get that benefit. And the benefit is minimal anyway. It's not real long-term care insurance. So anyway, thanks again for uh, spending the hour with us. We will be back next week. Um, Again, we have two webinars coming up in November. So sign up at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. It's a great way to get started. And if you have any questions for us, just click on that radio tab and you'll see there. Send us in a question. We'll be glad to take it. Back next week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.